tonight is Jess. Hey guys. And I'm Mama Kay. Hi everybody. And tonight we are doing The Mitchells vs. The Machines. Mitchells mm. vs. The Machines. I remember seeing a trailer for this when it was supposed to come out in theaters last year and it was called something else. It was called Connected. Oh, uh, and what? The trailer was cut. It, the trailer was cut very differently. This was to come out early 2020, got pushed to end of 2020, and then got sold to Netflix for 110 million bucks. And, 110 uh, million bucks. <laughs> 110 million bucks. Netflix bought this for, and they retained distribution rights to China. So this is still going to be screened in China uh, in theaters. So Mitchell's vs. the Machines, creators mm. behind it, Phil Lord and Chris Miller, uh, they they made out pretty well in this exchange, all things considered. Um, so mm. that's what I knew going in. Do you guys know anything else? Nothing at all. I didn't know that it was connected, but I do remember <laughs> seeing the 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 trailers for connected and it felt like they were out for a long time like it was sort of like when is this movie ever coming out and i've seen other films called connected so i i I didn't even like it didn't link in my head and then this came out like kind of out of nowhere and it burst onto that top that top 10 and that uh that has been hit or miss for us lately but then i took a look at some of the reviews and this is uh high acclaim across the board for users and critics alike it's got 79 IMDb, which is insanely high for IMDb. 90 something tomatoes. All the other ones are in the 80 something. So, so the uh, opposite of Thunder Force or Thunder. The opposite of Thunder Force, right? Thunder Thunder Force, Force. which was panned by every human on the planet. This has been praised by the vast majority of people who see it. So we'll see if we agree. This is what it's about before we get into spoilers. A quirky, dysfunctional family's road trip is upended when they find themselves in the middle of the robot apocalypse and suddenly become humanity's unlikeliest last hope. So if you haven't seen Mitchell's vs. Machines, it's on Netflix right now. Uh, Family comedy animated. So... All ages, go check it out if you have any interest, because we're going to spoil it now. We rate things here at Films with the Women in My Life based on four criteria, and those are the plot, the characters, the visual and sound, and the overall resonance and feel of the movie. The movie is following the Mitchell family, and our lead character is Katie Mitchell, who is a teenager. She's a aspiring filmmaker. Uh, and she's trying to leave her town in Michigan to go to a film school in California. Uh, her father is Rick, who is uh, super into wood making, outdoor stuff, nature. He's technophobic. Uh, he's not. He's you know. He's like anyone's parent with technology. Not not too too good at uh, basic navigation of the internet or smartphones or stuff like that. Uh, he's a little worse is... than the average parent, I think. But okay. Oh, I think you're probably a little better than the average fifty-something person. So I mean, hey, at least my mom can say YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's he's worse than the average. I'll say worse than the average. But okay. uh, I I I, I basically uh, I. Uh, Nicole watched this with me, and I was like, "This is kind of like your dad." <laughs> and I'm like, "Yeah, you're, yeah." Nicole's dad really is uh, about this level of tech tech savvy. Uh, Linda is the mother, and uh, Aaron is the younger brother who's obsessed with dinosaurs. And Katie and Rick don't really get along too well. They they are also billed as like this quirky weirdo family, and uh, you know I think that's pretty evident from the beginning. And instead of flying to California, Katie, uh, or, or Katie's original 
original plan was, uh, Rick decides to have them do a road trip like the old days, try to get the family back together because Rick and Katie have had a tense relationship lately. He broke the laptop accident, doesn't understand her her filmmaking movies, and she doesn't like that he doesn't understand. You know, there's the push-pull. And so on this road trip, they uh, are uh, interrupted by the tech apocalypse, which is caused by PAL, which is a virtual assistant, uh, and it is a creation of Dr. Mark Bowman, who is the founder of PAL Labs, maker of PAL, it's voiced by Eric Andre, uh, and he, uh, he is kidnapped, as well as all of humanity is kidnapped by these PAL robots, which are, um, you know, your typical robot, all powered by uh, this AI virtual assistant PAL, who is voiced by Olivia Coleman. it's like a smartphone, the Mitchells are one of the last remaining families, and they're going to have to use their oddball brand of heroism to save the world from these these robots. So that's that's the general plot of Mitchells vs. Machines. Let's start with Mama K today. What do you think of this plot? Well, I like you said that it's a road trip that becomes taken over by a robot apocalypse because I really like road trips really don't like robots, really don't like apocalypse. So um, <laughs> I was worried a little bit because I thought it's not going to, it's going to be bad uh, for me. But uh, there's a lot of the movie that happens before the robot apocalypse. And um, I like that part of the movie a lot. And it's really fun to follow this quirky they're just quirky. I mean, they, you know, when they first came on, they're like, this family can't do anything. So they're the perfect ones to try to save the world. And it's not that they can't do anything. They're just not, they're not the, the perfect family, the Christie, Tegan, John Legend family who we meet yes, in the, the movie. Yes, the posies. <laughs> yes, the posies. It's fun. It's fun to watch that. It's fun to see, you know, they do, they spend a lot of time really building up these characters. This is a long movie for a, uh, an animated film. And I think, this is probably why, because we really needed to buy into what these the quirkiness of these characters and what they're uh, how they how they don't really function well together and, and their specific um, strange oddity things. And then it turns into this, you know, robot apocalypse kind of movie. But because they've, you know, brought me in by telling me the story that I like. I'm ready to go. I like it a lot. Um, I like the whole plot of it. I stayed awake through the whole thing, uh, which is really hard for me in a robot. It's apocalypse good to know. Yep. Yeah. Not everyone well, can watch movies in one sitting or stay awake during them on this show. I know you guys all have different problems with that. Well, when things go into space, I shut down and fall asleep. I don't hate space. I know that I just listened to one of your reviews where Nicole uh, detests space movies. She hates every space movie, which is probably good that she didn't really do this i mean there's not a lot of real space quote unquote but it, she watched this with me she did yeah oh. she did yeah, i'll talk about what she thought when i talk about what i thought sounds good so plot of this movie is fun it's uh it's you know your, pixar is always what you're looking at uh, disney pixar is what you're looking at for like the gold standard but this was this was pretty close i thought so uh i'm gonna give the plot a four so i I like the plot without the robots. When the robots came in, I was like, eh, this makes it boring. And there's just like fighting. And it's just like man versus robot, blah, 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 blah. And like Mama K said, a lot of the movie, the first half hour, there was like no robots involved. And I really liked the family banter, the family jokes, the family conflict. Yeah. All that stuff was super interesting. But when the robots came in, like I immediately 
lost interest. And even like throughout the plot where there were robots, I still like like the family jokes and just the family. But then like the robots come in, and I'm just like, oh, that's boring. Um, you didn't I understand even like the robots movie. they adopted. The the one no. the two that they adopted. Oh, okay. I don't even remember that part. Um, oh, I kind of just zoned the robots out. I understand it's a kids movie, and if it was a movie just about family, it would be a lot more difficult to keep kids engaged. I mean, Soul kind of did a good job of like making a movie just about like depth and stuff, but depth and stuff for this, it would have to de- <laughs> it have to go through a lot of a lot of thought and everything. So I'm probably going to give the plot a two. I I like I kind of am on board with what I like the best, and that's the family getting together and like all their banter in the beginning and throughout. The family I think is pretty well drawn, and you like everybody. I, and I I like the I like the two little hitchhiking robots they pick up. I like uh, Eric and uh, Deborah Bot, but the yeah. <laughs> the the family dynamic is what drives everything. And I was thinking about this more. It is a long movie, and then I thought about like how quick the tech apocalypse start stuff starts, and it pretty much happens in one scene. The guys introducing a new thing, and then right there the robots take over, and then the the villain reveal happens in like the next scene you see them. So they don't really waste any time with all that, which I think is smart because it is the less interesting aspect. I like when they have to fight the different types of robots, like the kitchen appliances and the Furby and there's the different levels of the death bots. Yeah, what was up with the, the Furby theme? I, I, I don't know why they chose... <laughs> like, it's a 90s I Yeah, throwback. I don't know why they chose Furby. Look, I never thought I'd have to see a, thir- a Furby again, and then here it is. <laughs> I do like that scene, but when we get there, uh, that the, the, the way that they, they, they do all that, that's probably one of the, my favorite action sequences. Uh, it gets a little long by the end. It drags out a little bit with the with the robot fighting. Um, but I, if we're comparing this to, you know, Gold Standard of Pixar, it's definitely, I mean, it's not, it's a different route. It's Lord Miller, so they do Lego movie, they didn't direct this, but they produced Lego Movie, Spider-Verse, and Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs are the other animated things they've done. Oh, okay. This fits very well in that family of things, and it's very unique visual blend of 3D and 2D when we get to visual and sound. It's nonstop. It is like, it, it, this is per, this, I think kids will like this more than Soul and Onward from last year. Both Pixar movies that I really liked. But I think kids will like this more because it just pounds you in the face constantly with jokes and visual gags. And I think for the most part, it actually, they land. I think a lot of their jokes and gags land really well. And there's a lot of good, unique stuff in visual and sound. But uh, the plot is, it's a little stretched by the end. But I think our core family is a good vehicle and they, they, um... They keep it entertaining throughout for someone like maybe adults like us who are a little more story invested and not so much just fighting robot gags. Uh, so I- I'm going to give it a four as well. I'm with Mama K on plot. Family is Katie, Rick, Linda, Aaron. Uh, Pal is our big bad. Uh, Dr. Mark is uh, the guy who created everything. Eric and Deborah Bot. Jess, you don't remember them? The two robots who are with the family in the car? Like, they have the faces drawn on yeah, them? Yeah, no, I, I remember they were with them in the car. I didn't realize, like, they adopted them. I just remember they were there and they had, like, those drawn faces. <laughs> yeah, okay, so yeah, you can release for... All right, so Eric and Deborah Bot are those two characters, the malfunctioning POW robots, uh, the perfect family, the posies, a uh, couple other characters in here that are smaller. Oh, the the dog, Pug, uh, Munchie, the, the family dog. Oh, my gosh. So let's talk about yeah. these characters. Back to you, Yes, what do you think of them? So I was really excited to say that the daughter reminds me just of 
Janice from Mean Girls, like her mannerism, the way she talks, like her jokes. I don't know. Oh, just, interesting. Maybe, I didn't think of that. The way she talks. I, 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 that kind of checks out. Though. I just see Janice from Mean Girls. I I like how unique the family is, and as a cartoon that doesn't look super realistic, you can just be like, okay, that girl, that's that kind of girl, or like that's that kind of brother, that's that kind of mom, that's that kind of dad. I think they did a really good job of making these characters unique as a cartoon. I I love the whole family. Like, there's always that like weirdo little brother. Yeah. Um. The the sister that has like that character arc like she doesn't belong she wants to do this i really like how they did the dad um because it's and you can kind of see where it went he was hard on the daughter looks like most parents are who's i guess whose children want to wants to go to art degrees or things that they're not quite sure will really support them in life so i guess now as we are adults we can kind of see where our lives were, if we had art degrees, where we would be. So we can kind of be like, yeah, I understand what the dad is saying. But, you know, he all, he has this background where he never fulfilled his pure dream. And you can, you can kind of see where that was going. Mm-hmm. The mom didn't really have that big of a mom influence. I think she was just kind of there for support. Like, understand your father, understand your daughter kind of thing. I think she was a little weak as a mom. I think she could have had a bigger part. But... I think maybe that's just me nitpicky. I still think there could have been more out of her. As for anyone, I don't think I, I know enough of anyone else to really talk about them. The robots were, I guess, robots. The cell phone was evil. <laughs> um, the little kid reminded me of Donnie from, like, the Wild Thornberries. He was just kind of, like, left field at, like, weird. <laughs> and he he's the one that has that little romance with that girl. Yeah. I thought there was going to be a lesson with the perfect family that they realize that maybe they're not so perfect, but like, no, they, they just were the perfect family. There was no lesson there. I thought it might have like kind of spun to be like, don't believe what you see on Instagram. I thought that's where they were going too. No, I I thought they were doing that too, but no, they really are just like, I mean, they get captured like (laughs) everyone else, but they really are just, you know, Chrissy Teigen and, and, uh, John legend. So what are you gonna do? But she's definitely going to follow the mom on Instagram now. So, they're friends. That means they're friends. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I think I like the family enough to give it um, a solid four. I'm I've got some mixed reviews on the family. They I mean they gave me a little bit of the way that they're sort of drawn. It's like Incredibles vibes. The dad with the body that a real dad would have, not Mister Incredible body. And then the daughter's kind of she's not sullen in this, but she's definitely offbeat and weird. Um, and then you have the, the little brother, oh, I forgot the little brother's name, Aaron dash. Well, Aaron, yeah, but you have dash, dash sure. and then, you know, Aaron, they're both, they're both strange. Uh, and, but you are, you're just as right in that they're missing a strong mom character. She's just kind of there for like, I've made some cookies and cupcakes. And also don't forget you love each other. Um, yeah. and wow, what a super, she wasn't kind of a weak character. She was a super weak character. I don't, it was, a, woman could not have been involved in writing this in any sense whatsoever (laughs) i didn't even think of it from that perspective but you're right oh yeah just terribly awfully weak the strongest you know i mean you have a strong female um but that's only because she's offbeat and weird and you know quirky uh i felt the same way about the little i felt the way about the little brother too because i couldn't really tell whether he was eight or 408 because his voice was Sometimes it was like a boy voice, but then sometimes it was also like somebody who's already gone through puberty 
And he had like a very strange, deep voice. I didn't really understand what was going on with him. And I also didn't buy his character that the romance, quote unquote, was not a romance at all. It was really actually creepy, I thought. Yeah, did um, that even was that even necessary? Well, they got to give him something to do because no. he's not really... His, his thing is to have something is for Katie to talk to when he's not talking to Rick. And that's Linda's there to, yeah. for Rick to talk to when he's not talking to Katie. The other two family right. members serve Katie and Rick. As right. I mean, they could have easily just been a dad and a daughter, and they each had a friend they were talking to. It they could have been a father-daughter road trip, as... and and they're estranged, and then you probably you probably could have just done that. <laughs> but we do often lose moms in these movies, so I guess we got a mom. It wasn't the mom we deserved, but we got a mom. Hey, don't the lower dog your standards. Was... <laughs> exactly. The dog was fun. I I loved having the the dog in this movie, um, and I thought that it the way that you know she used the dog to torture her dad was pretty fun. What other characters are? Oh, the robot characters. Um, Eric and Deborah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we know who everybody is in this movie. Mark is Mark Zuckerberg, or you know any of those people that you can think of. Jeff Tech Bezos billionaire or, guy. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. He's any of those people. And, you know, they, they, they did some pretty good digs at, you know, who would have thought that, you know, giving them all this power would give them all this power, you know? So, um, that was pretty like, okay, right. We're spot on here. What other characters are we looking at? The, there's the robots. They're not really characters because they're all the same. The lead robot. I mean, that's really, and the posies, that's really it. Other for main, you know, yeah, there's really, so, I mean, the, I do, I didn't really talk about the lead character or the dad very much. I do, I do like them and their dynamic, but their dynamic is a little acidic. It's a little, even though they have to come together to save the world or, or whatever, it's still, I feel like it's been a strained relationship since the time that she could probably talk as opposed to, you know, they show, they do this back thing of, oh, remember when she was a baby and everything was fine when she was a baby, but then all of a sudden she became a person and things just got really difficult. Um, so that was kind of a bummer. So I like those two characters more. I think I like it. I, I like other things about this movie more than that. So I'm going to give the characters a three. I like Katie and Rick a lot. I think they, they are the whole everything uh everything else can it, everything else is a decent is a solid placeholder somewhere between solid and and eh, and like an eh placeholder of a character um but and when you say like i i feel like katie it's it's the it's the trope that uh when you have daughters are easy when they're younger and then when they become teenagers and then then they're difficult and then the opposite with boys boys are destructive horrible creatures when they're younger but once they're older it's like <laughs> eh, whatever they just kind of keep to themselves and it's not that bad so i i think it it sticks with that, <laughs> that is not the same thing at all <laughs> it, well, that, that's the when do the boys come back and become loving when does that happen that's not about them coming back and becoming lovely. Yeah. It's it's what when's it difficult to raise a boy when they're fucking five or six and destroying everything? When's it difficult <laughs> to raise a girl when they're fifteen and and you know g going through uh, uh, teenage girl stuff? Life. So it, well, exactly when she when it's a, a six year old girl versus a six year old boy, you want the six year old girl. She's easier to deal with, hundred percent. And is it, then, would you rather have a sixteen year old boy or a sixteen year old girl? I mean, the girl you, know, you might get more out of them as a person because it's a guy and they're simpler, <laughs> but. I I, I, don't know. I I thought that checked out as far as uh, 
a father daughter relationship for two different two different people but Rick used to we see in the flashbacks that Rick used to be different that even though his interests aren't movies it's the outdoors woodsy stuff he did have an artistic flair to him and he, his reason right. for giving it up in quotations is is I guess it wasn't practical to live out in the forest once you had a kid and they had to move to the suburbs or whatever and settle down like that it's that that kind of thing um Linda Linda in this is Linda from Bob's Burgers but not quite as good yeah um, so like not not remotely as good no Linda and Bob's Burgers well in Bob's Burgers you have 14 seasons to flesh out a, a mom character but when you have two right. hours and the main relationship is the father daughter and not the mother then you get relegated to this role but i mean it's she's if you know people seen boss burgers it's a very similar type of mother in this she goes all uh the bride from kill bill at the end and murders all the robots because her son is taken <laughs> and yeah i don't care for the brother very much i don't think his side story mm-hmm. adds very much he's uh, he, uh, having the mother and the and the brother there just is to make this a family instead of a mother father daughter trip which i I think it could have been a father daughter trip and what like all the themes of the movie at the end of like we don't understand our family but like uh like it's good to have them kind of whatever the, the the message is at the end there i think you could still have had that land just as strong with it just being katie and rick because that's all the moments of like emotion or anything where they're trying to like get you invested in the characters it's it's the katie rick show right uh, Eric and Deborah Bot Nicole was laughing hysterically at. She loved those two robots. She thought they were very <laughs> funny. And I, 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 I like them. It sounds like maybe more than you guys did. Uh, I think the dog is a clever device in all aspects. It's a funny visual. Mm-hmm. Cross-eyed, fat, dopey dog. Put him in the movies that she makes. He also has a plot <laughs> point where his... I can't tell if it's a dog, a pig, or a loaf of bread blows up oh, a bunch of the, the robots. Best. It's just, and he even has like his own arc at the end where he becomes uncross-eyed to help defeat the the bad guy. Like <laughs> they use they use the the cute animal sidekick to maximum capacity here. So I, I give them yeah. props for that. Uh, and bad, but you know, bad guy's generic bad guy, and Eric Andre plays generic billionaire. So no points on those. But as far as our main two people, and I think a really well used pet sidekick, I will give this a three five because they are mm-hmm. all the, t- the two leads are very strong. I don't think everyone else is bad. They're just kind of placeholdery. If it weren't for our two leads, I'd be down at like a two five maybe. But uh, I think our I think I think Katie and Rick are well drawn and interesting, and I like the relationship. Visual and sound, unique looking movie. Uh, back to you, Mama Kay. Uh, this is a completely animated Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Um, yeah, it has that. When I, to that. Yeah, when I I was watching it, and that's all I could think of. I mean, throughout the whole movie, and for me, it was really effective. I was like, I think that's kind of what kept me in, uh, even during the robot scenes, is that I really um, embraced that part of the first part of the storytelling that I really liked. And I, it was a, it's a clever way to, you know, have this, this character who's really into filmmaking and you make a film about this character who's into filmmaking and it's, you can just tell the people really who are making it really love that. And they really want to like put their point across and it's very comic-y. It's uh, now that I know that the Into the Spider-Verse is part of, of this sort of, of their, of their junket, I get it more. Um, I see, I see that as a, you know, as, as how they feel, how they, how they do filmmaking. I really, really liked that a lot. Um, I didn't find, I didn't find any fault in it. I mean, 
could they have done a little bit more during the robot thing? I don't know, maybe, but they still had a story to tell. And even though that was part of it, that wasn't really what was telling the story. So I really thought that that was stellar in this film, something I've never seen before. I'm going to give that this category a five because of that. Because I'm always a stickler for the animation style. This is probably one of the first newest cartoons where I didn't mind it. Usually I'm distracted. I can't follow it. I don't like how it looks. But this one, I could actually watch it and not feel those feelings. Um, <laughs> I, I almost... Good. Yeah. I mean, you're a fan of the 2D, the old, the old school, the old school cell. I guess this was 2D, wasn't it? That's probably definitely... It had 2D effects, kind of. but the otherwise it was... I mean, it wasn't animated. Shrek, but it wasn't like... I, I don't know. It wasn't Shrek. It wasn't Shrek, so it wasn't like 3D, but it was like it was like flat, right? I, I don't even remember. Anyway, this is still like one of the first cartoons that are newly made that I didn't harp on. Like I could I couldn't get into it because like I didn't like how they looked or they were skinny and weird. I don't know. The animation style is fine, so I'm gonna give it props for that. It seems familiar. It wasn't, uh, the Willoughby's. Yeah, it wasn't the Willoughby's, or it wasn't like the Spider-Man one where it was like real but not, I don't know. Spider-Man was even more, even more comic, like pointillism-y yeah. looking, yeah. but yeah, it was it was even more than this, yeah. Um, And it seemed like a style, like, was it like the Incredibles kind of style, or, or was it even like, uh, sometimes I even thought it was like Timmy Turner, because they all had like sharp noses, like, I couldn't really tell. I, yeah. I compared it to like... Jimmy Neutron yeah. level animation. Yeah, Jimmy Neutron. Like it's not. Really? Was it? Was, it's was, not. It wasn't. It's not. It wasn't flat. It wasn't two D. It was. I guess it I'm was thinking it's like, more two D than I thought. It is. It is Jimmy Neutron level, or um, what those freaking Grubhub ads? It looks like that. I don't know why it looks like <laughs> I don't that, think but I that's know what it looks Grubhub like. Grubhub ad is. <laughs> Uh, if I said, I'll send you a thing after. People listening, you look up the Grubhub ad. They probably popped up, and it looks like that style of animation. It feels it's like Jimmy Neutron. I think Jimmy yeah, Neutron. it does. It feels like an homage to like Nickelodeon or '90s, early 2000s stuff. And I think a lot of this movie is exactly that. Well, I mean, it has Furby yeah. in it, so it's well, even more out there. Yeah, it does. That. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting to have Furby be that. But Did I, I they thought do maybe that they for like them, the parents like to placement? remember, like, oh, I remember Furbies. Like, I'm the, obviously that was just for the adults, but I don't know what kind of nostalgia or what effect that was supposed to give. Just a funny, a, a funny villain to fight yeah. in the thing. Because I mean, they wanted a big monster, but they wanted it to be a funny big monster. So I guess that's that's what they landed on. Or they had a deal with Furby, like it's a Sony movie, and in Sony movies, everyone has Sony headphones, and their phones are Sony whatever's. And I'm like, yeah, no one, no, no one's one using those. So I don't even know what this. I don't know what the Sony smartphone is, but no one fucking has that. They have, everyone has an iPhone, a couple people have an Android, and no one has a Sony phone. So the robots also seemed very unoriginal. Like I can't put. A finger to where I've seen this robot before, or maybe it's just like your generic robot. But I feel like in a cartoon, I've seen the robot look exactly like that, where it's just the face is a screen. It's the it's built like that. I agree. It I've might seen have this been a SpongeBob episode before. with the robot, and I think it might have looked similar to that. But I think it's something else. I think there's something where a cartoon that looked like very similar to that robot. It doesn't seem. It seems like something I've seen before. I I, I got that too. Yeah. So I'm going to probably knock it down a little for some unoriginal, <laughs> it's not created with the robot oh, style. Oh, no. Yeah, you, you don't like what they what they took their, uh, where they got their ideas from, huh? 
Well, now I'm I'm kind of bothered. I'm like, where do I th- what robot am I thinking of that when I see this? What was it before? I think you're gonna um, have to watch or listen. It's interesting to- too. You're remembering it and you're remembering it in two D more than you remember because it's it's for sure a three D style. It's not it's not quite as crisp as like as I a guess, soul yeah, or onward. Yeah, that's true. I but- guess when I think of like three D, I more think of like Shrek, and I'm like, no, nah, this wasn't Shrek. But it was not Shrek. No. no. Was a <laughs> but a lot of, the, I mean, uh, using that animation style where all of a sudden it's cartoony stuff into it, that I think that uh, that might be what is doing it too, Jess, is that that lends it to a 2D kind of, you know, situation. Yeah, when like the drawings yeah. across the screen and the little pow, boom, like yeah. explosion side Yeah, they did have, the I actually those are 2D, kind of liked so. that, like those little, I can't think of anything specific but they had like little things that pop up or like the um yeah. the what is it the frog or like the thing with the throat and it they kept oh the monkey yeah the monkey or something it was some animal i forgot like oh. little things like that i was like i don't know i laughed I out this loud or not. like during that i, I understand why <laughs> I it's there to that. make you laugh but i don't i don't understand i couldn't tell if i really liked it if i didn't or if i just dismissed it I loved uh, it. I was. It's a little. Um, it's kind of the randomy Gen Z ish kind of humor that I think. Yes. Like, this is why I think younger kids will. Or I don't know how old Gen Z is now. There's probably another generation young, even younger than them. Now. Oh yeah, this there's, is why I there's think, definitely like, like the babies that are born now. I don't know what they're. Yeah, called. I don't know what they're. It might be like, like alpha something. Called- I, I feel like it's alpha something but like I, that's why i think like it's it looks like you're scrolling through like just real real fast like just like little little short videos yeah and it's so punching you in the face i think younger kids and even teenagers will like this because it's so constant it's so stimulating yeah. it's so much at the time which it, which it sounds like just typically isn't your kind of cartoon i mean i guess it worked okay for this but yeah I mean, if I need to go to back to cartoons, Scooby Doo, where are you? That's the OG of OG cartoons, <laughs> like the basic that's... of the basic, and probably like my one of the best cartoons. That, I actually now started that's watching that on HBO. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's there. I like you could do a flip book, and that would be Scooby Doo, where are you? Um, I'm, I think I talked about this a lot. I am. I'm going to give it a four because I really liked how it was a cartoon that I didn't harp on the style for so that means a lot to me yeah i got the um i got the scott pilgriminess because of the comic book style it's not like it's not quite spider-verse where spider-verse like you have to get used to it you're watching and you're like am i supposed to be wearing 3d glasses for this after a while i like i appreciated it this it doesn't have that problem this looks like an older like tv level and it's why i keep saying jimmy neutron other maybe there's some other disney shows that had this style like a little bit of a cheaper looking animation but i don't think for lack of budget or trying but for more like they're they want it to look like that with the comic book 2d pow boom uh and just the cut co- and there is like like that howler monkey thing <laughs> that screams a couple different times that's like that's re- like a real picture and then at one point one of uh nicole and i both we both hysterically laughed at the joke uh oh there's no good pictures of us in this house and the dad's like well what about that one <laughs> that, and it that cuts to really a real a real family <laughs> like a like a like a like us like humans and they're like that's that's that came with the photo and it's got the little 999 yeah, sales so sticker, sticker on it, on it. like <laughs> <laughs> it's it's so and it, it's so good at bending uh bending styles like that and it like like i've said already it, it just punches and punches it's with so the, fast with yeah the, 
action. It's fast. The joke and the jokes are, I would say, mostly funny. And even the ones yeah, that I, I didn't aren't my style of humor. I think a lot of little kids are gonna like this more than some of like like we were like for the most part we're Pixar fans here. Yeah. And but that's because that's kind of like bougie kid movies because they're really adult movies that you know have cartoon. They're but they're cartoons. Like a kid is gonna like anyone under the age of 12 is going to like this more than soul, even though we all love soul. Right. And it's because it just is like, an, it's like a, the guy, the guy who directed this, he made a gravity falls, which is a Disney channel show. One of the best theme songs of new kids shows, by the way, very good theme song. Oh. Uh, but it's just, it's, it's a new, it's this uh, new style that Lord and Miller cloud with the chance of meatballs has it. Spider verse has it like a movie. I still haven't seen. So I know that's a sin, but <laughs> they just have a very fast punching in the face style and I think it works. They're really good at it. So there's other animation studios. Like, I'm not into the Minions stuff. You know, I, Hotel Transylvania. There's yeah. somehow four of those. Like, I, like outside of Pixar, I'm pretty snobby when it comes to the animated kids movies. But I think Lord and Miller have carved out an equally an equal in quality, but a totally different path that they've they've really mastered. And I don't want to shortchange this director. It's his debut as a as a movie. He made that other TV show, but this is his first film, mm-hmm. so good on him. Good visual and sound. I, I'm with Jess on a couple of nitpicks. Like the robots are a little unoriginal. The music is con- mostly contemporary, but like their choice of the what's the it's the live your life song it's like the song that the oh the, that the made me feel old because i was like that's not that an old song right and then it's like but, them I mean, singing it is, that when though. she was a baby and i'm like oh yeah. my gosh i actually feel old yeah it is like probably like 15 10, they, they use that in the hangover which is 15 years old now so like <laughs> I, I i the some some of that kind of stuff like i it's I'm not quite there yet with using contemporary music in animated movies. It, it, for some reason, it kind of rubs me the wrong way. I guess I'm just used to old Disney stuff where they make their own tunes and, and they're good they sing along stuff. So and they're good. That's the yeah. thing. So like Pixar's uh, Pixar and Disney uh, originals have good music, and I, I I'm not quite there yet with music stuff. Um, but these are more nitpicky things. I think there's so much good punching visuals that I'm at a four or five for the visual and sound. Uh, and we are at the end of the film, so it's a kind of a long climax. I won't go yeah. into every detail of what happens, uh, because we've talked more about the stuff we actually really cared about. I think we all kind of agree. The robot fighting, some of it's good, some of it's kind of boring, but it's not really, I don't think we're the target audience of the robot fighting. Um, the the whole point is that the family comes together, uh, Katie tries to convince Pal that humans are worth saving, and she goes into sleep mode, because she's like, I don't, <laughs> I don't buy it. Uh, so Katie throws Pal off the thing after, you know, Linda and Rick and Aaron murder all the, the bad robots, mostly Linda. Uh, and then uh, our our dog fixes his eyes, headbutts the phone into a glass <laughs> of water, kills the phone. So uh, all the humans now are freed. Again, the, it just kind of causes the ships to crash, and like the the uh, it's the logistics of all those people getting out of those boxes safely is hard to swallow. But uh, <laughs> they, they 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 save they save the world. You're okay with uh, them being in the boxes and shot into space, but I them know getting it's out that, is that, problem. That's completely nitpicky. There's a lot of nitpicky <laughs> things that you could do with that, but it fits the tone. Oh, yeah. uh, Eric and Deborah Bot have jo- rejo- they they've fought against their programming, rejoined the family. A few months later, Katie arrives to college. Uh, last goodbye. She likes the new people. She's uh, she's made friends with in college. 
the two robots live, Eric and Deborah live with the family, it looks like now. Like, they're, like, right. helping out around the house. And uh, yeah. they're going to go on another road trip to go to D.C. to get the Congressional Medal of Honor because they helped save the world. So that's how we end. Nice positive note. And uh, I liked, I don't know if you stayed for the ending credits, Jess, but the nice there's a nice ending credits where... Um, they show like director, producer, all the uh, actors mm-hmm. and stuff, and it's real family photos. And there's little animations to indicate like who's who in the pictures. And some of them are with their family, some of them are when they're kids. So just in you know, cute little extra stuff that makes it feel like this was made by people who who really like the art of who really film and cared about this project. They really yeah. cared about this. That's what I, yeah. I like when I can tell the people behind it like. They didn't just pump this out cynically and say, like, eh, people will go buy the kids' movie. Like, a lot of other kids' movies feel like they cared about this like like a Pixar would care about their movies. So, that's Mitchell's vs. Machines, Resonance, and Feel Jess. And I like the family stuff. So, all my resonance in there. Basically, all the good things about the movie is there. But I really don't care about the robot stuff. So, I was kind of, like, torn and torn. Um, maybe I'll make it even and... Um, have it be a 2.5. Yeah, I get where Jess is coming from on this. Um, when I I watched the movie a couple days ago, and when I think back on it, I don't really think about the second half of the title of this movie, that it's just this family, that it's not that they're you know out against the robot saving the world. So uh, I'm going to give it a little bit more, though, because I'm very interested in what these people are doing and uh, other projects that they're involved in. And also... I kind of want to know a little bit more about, you know, is, is everything they're doing just sort of a, is, is this the things that are in this movie? Is it just a bit, the Furbies and all of that? Is this just like their, you know, homage to what they remember growing up in the eighties and nineties. And I feel like it is just because of, uh, like you were saying, the ending credits um, is, is a very sentimental way it's been done before, but it's a very sentimental way to do um, Mm -hmm. credits for the movie. So um, I'm going to land on a three for this. I'm at a, just a smidge higher because what I was thinking at the end of watching this, and I, I've never thought about this before, maybe it's just because I'm getting older now, but uh, this is like one where I'm like, I would want to show my kid this when I have a kid in, you know, five to ten years. Like, this is one I would want to, you have all the ones like, oh, the classics, you want to show them the ones you love, and you know, kids, kids, not kids these days, uh, things are just so much faster and different than they have ever been like at, at a rapid oh, yeah. pace. It's, it's not what's new Scooby-Doo anymore. It's definitely not what's new Scooby-Doo. <laughs> it's a definitely, that's, I mean, that's 30 years before your time. Jess, it, it really you're, was. You're, that's dated. That was like made in the seventies. But you're, we've, we've talked kid, before. Man. You're I saw the you're, OG. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was one of K's cartoons, but uh, <laughs> you, said before, you have a very unique specific taste when it comes to, Things that I, I don't think the, maybe the average the average person would would share, but um, <laughs> the, like this is one where like like I want to show them the movies that I love, and hopefully they they also latch on. But this is one where I'm like I'll show them this when they're like five or six, and knowing that I will now be watching this you know every day because it's what little kids do. They want to they find one movie they love, they watch and watch it every day. Oh, this mine is was Tarzan. I, think, I me and Brandon watched Tarzan like go. almost every night. <laughs> what was the first movie I watched? Babe. Babe was the first movie Babe. I watched. Show which is a very uh, odd movie endlessly. for a three-year-old to choose, but uh, <laughs> Babe was my movie. Uh, but it, this, like, this is one I want. To, I this is one where I specifically look forward to showing to a kid in the future because I think they would just absolutely love it, and I like it well enough to to revisit. So I'm at a three-five. I'm a, I'm a hair higher 
on the residence and feel. Uh, it's not like a residence and feel like a Pixar movie would for like, I'm, you know, bawling. I, get, I didn't quite cry, but I got a little like sentimental, a little teary in there. No, 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 no full tears. But uh, I, I felt I felt the relationship uh, between Katie and Rick. So uh, worth revisiting. Uh, look forward to in, you know, down the line. We're at the end. We recommending Mitchell's and the Machines. Uh, I'll start with Mama K. Yeah, I'm going to recommend this. I think that people, pe- I don't know about people my age, whether they would find it interesting to watch, but uh, I think I like movies more than the average person my age, so that's okay. But mm-hmm. yeah, anybody wants to know if, I, if people are looking for something, I'm going to be like, this is the movie to watch. And even if you don't like robots, it'll be okay. Um, I'm going to say no, there's too much robot for me and not enough freaking Katie. <laughs> <laughs> and that's and that's only that's the only reason why like everything else is fine the cartoon style is fine the plot's fine it's just too much robots um and it was i really just glazed over it i couldn't even tell you much about the robots because it just really didn't capture my attention that much but the family dynamic was great and i did remember the robot i'm thinking of it is from spongebob it's karen's computer wife that's what the, oh, these robots wow. kind of karen look like yes <laughs> Yeah, yeah, kind of similar. I, I mean, yeah, with the screen with the screen face, and uh, the I little, think it's just the like, screen face lines. and like the the slim body is basically like yeah. the same. Um, <laughs> I, can, I, can, I can see it. <laughs> yeah, I I want to. It just they got a less robot, more family, <laughs> more Mitchell, less machine. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I recommend this uh, pretty solidly. I think. You know, everyone from little kids to people in their 30s probably is around <laughs> the cutoff just because of the nostalgia piece of some 80s, 90s stuff. And, you know, I'm, I'm in my late 20s already and there's stuff. You know, I feel like, like they said, only added in the Furbies so people like us can, like, point that out. Like, that was, that's it. I feel like it's a marketing thing. Like, somehow Sony owns Furby. No way. Putting it in. <laughs> Uh, Sony does like that somebody shit really all their goddamn time. Sony puts everything That's they true. own in their movies. They if they they put prices right in all their movies because they have some <laughs> sort of weird tenuous deal with the prices right TV company. They yeah, we don't have to get into the background of Sony stuff because that'll just get me wait. On Adam Sandler. That'll get me on an Adam Sandler rant because it's related to that, and I don't want to do that right now. I, this I was, Chris, this Christmas fun. though. Furby is going to be the toy that everyone's going to be looking for. No, yeah, you, you, you I wait swear for that our Furbies are can still turn on like after like twenty <laughs> years of like the eroded battery, they still like are wherever they are in a, a dumpster. Yeah, I don't even was, know where mine is. They still light up every now and then. That was another part that Nicole was laughing at hysterically when the, the all the Furbies are the little Furbies stacking, and then the big one comes out. We've awakened yeah. the elder. Nicole, yeah. Nicole, is, Nicole, Nicole likes little creatures doing funny things, so that that, that tickled her <laughs> fancy. I think she would recommend this too. But um, so we got two recommends and one uh, begrudging not recommend for Mitchell's just because robots. Machines. Yeah, well, uh, no recommend for the mach- versus the machines part. Um, right. Yeah. So Mitchell's that's yes, that's machines where we- no. <laughs> <laughs> Mitchell's yes, machines no. So that, there's where we are on Mitchell's versus machines on Netflix uh, and apparently in theaters in China. So if you're our two Chinese <laughs> listeners, go check it out. That will do it for this episode. In the meantime, I know I've said we've got uh, listener suggestions, but some more stuff has popped up. If there's I, there's yeah. finally stuff coming out where like I remember it was supposed to come out like. Uh, Jess, I think our next thing is that Woman in the Window movie you've been waiting to see. Finally, like that's I've been finally coming out. This. I really hope it's good. 
Me too. Uh-oh. There's a couple. There's a couple new ones that like I remember coming out. There's like one by the guy who made Wind River. It's coming out. Like there's finally stuff that I'm pretty excited about uh, coming out in May and June. So still give us listener suggestions. We'll fill. We'll fill in the gaps as we go. And uh, uh, you can do that on these places. Films with the women in my life on Facebook. Reach out to me on Instagram. I am Brennan underscore Pod Host. And you can email the show films with the women at gmail.com. Thank you guys for being on Mitchell's Verse the Machines. Welcome. Till next time, this is Brennan signing off saying thanks for listening and enjoy your movies. Thanks for listening to Films with the Women in My Life. If you enjoyed being a listener in our life, please rate and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or on your favorite podcast app. Keep up with the latest from the show on Instagram at Brennan underscore Podhost, on Facebook at Films with the Women in My Life, and on Twitter at Films Women Pod. Finally, you can email the show with questions and suggestions at filmswiththewomen at gmail.com. Original music for the show was created by Ian Burke and Chris Iwanek. Original artwork created by Nicole D'Alessio. This show is produced by Brennan Snyder. Thank you again for listening and enjoy your movies.